The following is a presentation of Great Commission Ministries and produced by Cave Media. This is the Kingdom Hero Show with Stace Massengill. Welcome to the Kingdom Hero Show where Christ is King and the truth matters. Our mission to advance the kingdom of God through study of the word and making real world application of godly character and kingdom mindedness. Now, in this episode, I'm going to talk about a number of things, uh, current events, the Twitter buyout, the left's so-called ministry of truth, and more. Also, how should we respond to the constant misrepresentation of our Christian faith, and why does that matter? We'll get into all of that in just a moment. If you still haven't subscribed to my Rumble channel, do it now. Uh, it's free, and by subscribing, you'll always, always be kept up to date with the latest postings. Uh, links to that and all of our social media outlets can be found on our official website, KingdomHero.net. That's KingdomHero.net. If you like free speech, and I know you do, check out our preferred platforms, Locals, Parlay, Getter, Gab, MeWe, and is there hope for Twitter? Hmm. All these links are easy to find at KingdomHero.net, so check it out. Okay, let's go. Let's jump into it, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to... Let the Kingdom Heroics begin! All right. Um, I know I haven't mentioned this yet on the show, but I want to take a minute and acknowledge the recent buyout of Twitter by Elon Musk. Now, as I have previously stated... I'm not really a big fan of Musk overall, but he certainly has said and done some things that made those on the far left lose their minds, and that I can undoubtedly appreciate. As for his purchase of Twitter, along with the funding from a few others, um, I can only see this as a positive. Let's face it, Twitter has become a megaphone for the left. Uh, we've seen conservative voices canceled and banned from the platform, not the least of which was a sitting POTUS. Um, the hard left stance and unfair censorship was potent and obvious before Musk made his move. If he fulfills his stated intentions, Twitter can be salvaged and things should get better in terms of free speech on the platform. That's all a big maybe. We hope, we hope, we hope. The only other thing about that uh, or the, that I would want to point out is how that it has forced the left to, again, show their true colors. As long as they've enjoyed a, a, the status quo of having the allegiance of Twitter execs, um, getting their way and having conservatives silenced and kicked off the platform, it was all hunky-dory. But now with Musk uh, promising to restore free speech to it, the meltdown on the left is, well, it's kind of hilarious, really. Uh, not once, not a single time, did Elon Musk ever say that he was going to ban leftist voices or censor them in any way. But judging from their response to him, it's obvious that they feel threatened. Why? Well, because the left has been the only group truly free to express their views up to now. 
at least on Twitter. They could count on their opposition to be suppressed or banned. Not so anymore, according to Elon. Now, the fact is that those on the left don't like being challenged. If Musk truly restores the free exchange of ideas and viewpoints, the left knows it's doomed. This all goes back to the fact that this far left I speak of is in the minority. They know they're in the minority, which in a republic such as ours, any minority can still have a voice. But they have only ever sought to drown out any and every voice of opposition to them. While claiming to wear the guise of free speech advocates, they have never truly wanted free speech for anyone but themselves. Opposition scares them. They can't handle it. And their staunch outcries against Musk bear witness to that fact. Let me share this post that I made recently. If you follow my accounts on uh, social media, you probably saw this. But here's just a very short list of things. It's three things, in fact, that we learned from 2020. And aptly, I call it 2020 hindsight. Uh, it was originally shared on my locals account. Check this out. We'll put it on the screen here. 2020 hindsight. What we learned from 2020. Number one. The left used the COVID scare to change voting rules mid-game, enabling mass fraud via mail-in ballots, drop boxes, and ballot harvesting. Number two, Mark Zuckerberg funded much of the cheating efforts that helped rig the election for Biden. Number three, when the establishment is threatened with extinction by a powerful mouthpiece for the vast majority of Americans a.k.a. Trump, uh, then they are willing to risk more than ever before to stay in power. It's time to take America back from the minority elite who are backed by evil forces. So it's going to take prayer as much as grassroots efforts. The woke era is kaput. Now people are waking up to the truth. God is moving, so get on board. Now, let me go at this in reverse order here, uh, starting with what I had down as number three. This goes right along with the point that I just made regarding the left freaking out over Elon Musk promising to reform Twitter and loosen up the algorithms and restore free speech. The idea of this leveling of the playing field scares the daylights out of the left. They feel threatened by it, and this is why they are even risking everyone seeing them for the frauds and cowards that they are by coming out and attacking Musk. Which, by the way, Musk is not a conservative. He's not right-leaning. But the far left has gone so extremely far left that even people who were once considered, you know, centrist or even left of center now appear to be right-leaning. The left craves power, and they're afraid of losing it. That's why they hate and attack Trump. Uh, it's why they cheered when he and so many others got bumped by Twitter in the past, uh, you know, in its previous regime. And that's why that they are shaking in their boots now with panic. Every day, more and more truth is coming to light, as it always does. And the lies uh, and criminality are 
well, the lies and criminality of the the forces on the left, we'll say, are being exposed. The evil that likes the cover of darkness is now cringing that that veil is lifted or is being lifted. We've learned that Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg funneled millions upon millions of dollars into the efforts to rig the 2020 election. He did. Uh, the mainstream media won't tell you the truth, so other independent and uncorrupted sources have to. Investigations are actually showing how thousands of people were paid to illegally harvest ballots in key states, and cell phone location records confirm the unusual data that points to excessive drops being made into ballot drop boxes in those areas. It was enough to hand Biden a victory where he truly lost in a landslide to Trump. Uh, there's a couple of, well, there are two investigative documentaries that I hope you will watch as soon as you possibly can. Uh, one is, we're going to pop these up on the screen here. One is called Rigged, and it covers what I've just mentioned and more of the illegal activities uh, that helped steal the 2020 presidential election. This isn't just hearsay or conspiracy theories. There is actual proof that is begging to be brought to light. The other film is by Dinesh D'Souza. It's called 2000 Mules. It documents with video evidence and cell phone data uh, the illegal ballot harvesting of a network of people coordinating with and being paid by the left. Now, I want to apologize to you folks who may be listening to the audio podcast. Uh, you're not going to get the full effect of this. You need to go and check this out on my Rumble channel. Uh, check out this trailer for 2000 Mules. The 2020 election was the most secure in U.S. history. There has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. He lost a fair and secure election. The most secure election in American history. Really? All those of you who volunteered and worked the polls, you deserve a special thanks from the entire nation. This one mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. He's not alone. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. Leaving no fingerprints. Snapping photos to get paid. A coordinated ring of illegal vote harvesting in all the key states where the election was decided. They delivered us a clear victory. Game over. Furthermore, all of this was made possible by the manufactured COVID scare what I said, manufactured COVID scare. The left seized this opportunity to change the voting laws just prior to the election, uh, enabling shady tactics that would have never before been allowed to take place. 
people were fear-mongered into staying home instead of going to the polls uh, to vote. Millions of, of mail-in ballots were, were sent out, uh, often more than one per person, and many times to people who were deceased. Um, the leftist media claimed along with their buddies in the DNC, that there was no concern. You saw in the, the trailer there for 2,000 Mules, and there's no concern about there being any election fraud. There's no sign of it, no. Even though there was plenty of cause for concern. Uh, and they continued to downplay or ignore all the sketchy activity on election night. Remember this? The poll watchers who were supposed to monitor ballot counting and ensure election integrity. Remember those folks? They were sent home under the pretense of a water main break in one of the locations. A water main break that never happened, by the way. And not allowed to stay while piles and piles of ballots for Biden were entered and re-entered repeatedly through the night. Those sudden spikes of Biden votes, excuse me, a little tongue twister, that showed up in the wee hours of the morning uh, the next day. Remember that? Do you think that, don't you think that was kind of strange? No big deal, according to the left. Go home, nothing to see here. Everything is completely normal and on the level. Yeah, right. These are the same people <laughs> who now... Uh, as they are threatened by the possibility of all their lies being fully exposed to the world, now these same people are forming a ministry of truth? Seriously? Are we supposed to tr trust them any more than the, the court-proven, biased Facebook fact-checkers? We'll be right back. Moses asked God, who are you? I'm not sure yet. God was so big, he left a blank. He said, I am. I need to leave that blank because you're going to need different things in different seasons. So I need to leave it blank. So whatever you need, I can be in that season for you because I am. That is the very name that God wanted to be called by. I am Yahweh. I am. When Jesus opened his mouth in John chapter 6, because the point of the feeding of the people was never the food, it was the faith. After he fed them, they wanted to make him a king, but he was not going to be their Burger King. You hear me? He didn't come in your life just to give you a meal. He came to give you a mission. Let's get back to the Kingdom Hero Show. Alright, alright, alright. Where truth matters and Christ is King. Hold on. Um, I'm being told that we have a breaking news story right now. And here it is. Uh, let's put this graphic up on the screen. Breaking news. Democrats will be pleased to learn that in a recent poll of who Americans believe are the greatest U.S. presidents of all time, Joe Biden made it into the top 46. Yeah, congrats to Joe on this crowning achievement. I'm sure he's proud. Come on, man! Just, just a little comic relief, folks. Sometimes we, we just gotta laugh. Um, okay, now back to it here. Even apart from the obvious nazi-sounding overtones the formulation of a uh, ministry of truth by the very people who've been lying to us for decades or longer should be cause for concern 
they aren't the least bit interested in making sure that only truth is shared and not misinformation. No, quite the opposite. They want to keep the truth hidden and continue to promote misinformation. It's not a ministry of truth, but just another propaganda ministry. Yeah, pretty much like Hitler had. Are the alarms going off yet for anybody? Anyone? I'm going to say this again, folks. We are at war with evil forces that are bent on three things. The Bible says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And this goes far beyond the stealing of an election. These forces of evil and their pawns on the extreme left are trying to steal souls from inheriting the kingdom of God. How? What do I mean? Well, just look at what's going on in our public schools right now. The very innocence of childhood is being stolen from our children. There was the attack on the nuclear family, the demonizing of the patriarchy, kids growing up without dads in the home. And statistics show that the majority of crimes committed are done so by people who grew up without a father figure. This was exacerbated, of course, by the feminist movement, which encouraged young women to avoid getting tied down to marriage. You don't need a man, you know, taken to extremes. And then too many young men failed to step up and take on the responsibility of being there for their kids. But now, the innocence of childhood is further damaged by the sexualization of even the youngest, all with the blessing of the public school system. Introducing prepubescent children to highly explicit concepts like sexuality, homosexuality, and gender-confusing teachings that cause, cause little boys to think that they might be girls and cause little girls to think they, they might be boys. It's insi- This stuff didn't happen before, and now it's happening. It's insidiously evil to subject our kids to this garbage. And when parents try to intervene, well, they are labeled as extremists and terror threats. Can you imagine? Come on. It's insane. These are just some of the ways that the enemy is stealing from us today. How about um, how these evil forces are killing us? Well, let's start with abortion. Over 350,000 babies are murdered every year through this elective medical procedure. This should break our hearts, as well as compel us to act in defense of the unborn. Sadly, it doesn't stop there. Murder and violent crime run rampant in the world. The left would confiscate our guns that we'd use for protection, rendering people helpless. Statistics show us it is the cities with the most restrictive gun laws that have the most murders and violent crimes. Because people can't protect themselves. What else is killing us? Um, How about the things that are encouraged and glamorized by the leftists of Hollywood, which lead to all this violence? Things like, well, objectifying women, emasculating men, glorifying sexual activity any way you want it, excusing all manner 
of bad behavior, promoting greed and love of self, as well as the outright rejection of God. you got to do that. can't have all these other things and have this whole God concept around. All of these things lead to the defiling and destruction of the human soul. And destroying us, mind, body, and soul, that's the ultimate goal of evil. Let me say that again. And let it sink in. Because the human race was made in the image of God. Destroying us, mind, body, and soul, is the ultimate goal of evil. So how are we to respond? What is the proper kingdom attitude when faced with such an attack? There is more to be considered than a simple reactionary answer. Should we fight back? Absolutely. But the way in which we wage war isn't a simple matter of lashing out at those who lash out against us. We have to wage war in the spirit against our true enemy, while simultaneously showing mankind the love of God. And often that's hard. But we don't have to do that alone. Because God helps us. I recently responded to a tweet from Bette Midler. To be fair, what she tweeted wasn't originally hers. Uh, I'd seen it before elsewhere, but it was this cartoon drawing that completely misrepresents Christianity. No, it doesn't specifically name Christianity, but it doesn't take a genius to figure out uh, from the appearance of the guys in suits wielding their Bibles that this is how much of the world views Christians. You may have seen this. I'll put it up here on the screen along with my reply to the tweet. Here's this drawing. You've got these three men in suits with their Bibles, and they're using their Bibles to... They've got angry looks on their faces, and with their Bibles, they're beating to death this person who is wearing a rainbow-colored shirt, obviously representing uh, someone in the LGBTQIA whatever community. And it states, if your religion makes you hate someone, you need a new religion. By reply to Ms. Mittler, if this cartoon drawing depicts what you really think of my Christian faith, then you know nothing about my Christian faith. Jesus taught love above all else, even toward our enemies and those who persecute us. You mock my faith, and yet I'm called to love you. May God save you. Now, obviously, this drawing is meant to depict Christians as people who hate gays and anyone who is a part of the LGBT community. Once again, this is an attempt to equate disagreement with hate. And in this case, it portrays those with Bible-based beliefs as violent people who would just as soon beat a sinner to death as look at them. It wrongly puts Christians as the clichéic, holier-than-thou judges of other people. Nope, that's not who we are. Believing what the Bible says about sexual immorality of any kind doesn't make us judges. It makes us witnesses of God's Word. This is what the Bible says, and I agree with it. 
And, and none of us, none of us are going around, you know, beating people to death because we disapprove of what they're doing. Now, that would be what those in far left organizations like BLM and Antifa do. See, while there are those who would seek to lie about Christianity and paint us all as a bunch of intolerant haters, there are also some who honestly don't know any better than to believe these lies. We have to faithfully and properly represent Christ to the world. And where the enemy offers lies, well, we must offer truth. Where the enemy offers confusion and hatred, we must offer clarity and love. When the truth shines from us, that light defeats the darkness, exposes the lies, clarifies the misunderstandings and helps people see that the very ones pointing a finger at us and screaming intolerant haters are themselves guilty of that which they are accusing us. Let's look at Romans 12 verses 17 through 19. It says, Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Now believe me, I had to check my attitude before responding to Bette Midler's tweet. What's the saying? Check yourself before you wreck yourself? Uh, yeah, if I had responded to her, you know, in my flesh, I, I, I could have maybe told her how stupid her tweet was or attacked her on a personal level as it seemed she was, you know, she seemed to be attacking Christian beliefs. But that wouldn't have accomplished anything positive for the kingdom, would it? No. This passage from Romans 12 is more than just a reminder of how to respond, but also a warning to avoid being reactionary. And in the end, when God's judgment falls, he will be the one to rightly repay those who choose to dwell in mockery and injustice towards his people. Having said that, it doesn't follow that we sit idly by and do nothing in the face of evil either. When our faith is misrepresented, I think we are well within our mandate to set the record straight and defend Christianity with truth and love. But just because we ought to try to live peaceably with mankind, that doesn't mean we shouldn't give the devil hell at every opportunity. So we battle against our enemy on two fronts. In the physical, with truth and love toward others, and in the spiritual, with prayer and holy warfare. This is how we fight our battles. And this is how, through God, we win the war. I'm just saying. Thanks for being with us for the Kingdom Hero Show with Stace Massengill. Remember to subscribe to our Rumble channel and join the Kingdom community on Locals.com for exclusive content. You'll find links to all this and more at KingdomHero.net. That's KingdomHero.net. This program is a presentation of Great Commission Ministries and a production of Cave Media.